righty, welcome to another episode of Blank Perception and Happy Halloween. Uh, I am your host, Encore, and uh, hope everyone had a good Halloween. Um, you're probably listening to this, it's probably coming out like a week after Halloween, so you know, um, hope you had fun last week. Um, but anyway, uh, as I said last week, I wanted to start the, each episode um, by, you know, getting to have a conversation with you guys. So, you know, reacting to questions, comments from YouTube and Instagram, you know. So today uh, I have a comment from Sanket Kata. Shout out Sanket. Um, he says, it was awesome hearing this conversation. I learned a lot about autism and not being able, not being afraid to express yourself. So this was uh, from Aiden's episode. Um, yeah, it's uh, thank you, Sanket. Um, it's true. It's, um, you know, I personally as well didn't have much in um, background knowledge about autism. So uh, it was super educational experience for me talking to Aiden and, you know, uh, Aiden said it really well as well as um, we talked about, um, you know, being able to express yourself. It's it's tough, um, especially in content creation. Uh, Sanket, I know you have your uh, fitness uh, Instagram, you know, um, putting your life out there, it's, it's difficult and it requires a level of confidence and security in yourself, you know? So, um, Tenket, thank you for the comment. Um, if you guys want to be featured, uh, you know, or I just, I just want to have conversations with you guys. So leave comments, questions, whatever, um, Instagram or YouTube. And, you know, I'll be looking through them and I'll reply on the video or, um, you know, I'll, reply in the comment sections as well so um yeah thank you Sinket. and uh remember comment if you want to be on the next episode um but yeah this week i have an amazing guest he's uh he's a computer science he's a computer science major he goes to georgia tech um and we talked a lot about you know his life uh socially and how he's struggled in many avenues but also how he's been very successful in others uh like he's very on paper he's a very he's very extroverted anyone who would look at his list that we go over today would be like yeah that's an extrovert that's someone that's very social but it was interesting because we've we talked about how throughout all that he's still very introverted or he you know struggles socially so that was a really cool conversation to have. Um, we talk about a lot of stuff, uh, you know, his um, his experiences with college, uh, transitioning from high school to college. Uh, you know, we share a similar friend group, Binna. Um, you know, we talk about that and how that's uh, shaped us for better and for worse. Um, but yeah, awesome guest, awesome episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Make sure, you know, like, comment, subscribe um so you can get featured on future episodes and uh let cobra beats take it away with the intro Yash Talwar, welcome to the show. And nice, thank you for having me. 
yeah man um you're a busy guy you know it was tough trying to get this scheduled but yeah, you know, yeah. a couple months later we're here and i'm excited um, yeah i mean yeah this is definitely going to be the best episode of the whole <laughs> podcast you know i'm excited to be here yeah you got some good competition for that you know Bina, you're part of Bina, you know. <laughs> I've had a bunch of them on. <laughs> I listened. I I listened to uh, you know a couple of them. I listened to yeah. the one with Gautam. I listened to the one with Saket and Sakal, and yeah. obviously Drew. Yeah. Uh, but this is gonna be a fun one. I'm I'm excited, man. Yeah. Um. So yeah, real quick for everyone that doesn't know you, introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Yash. Uh, I guess um, I've been a pretty uh, good friend with Encore. Uh, we met in fourth and when i was in fourth grade yeah you, you were in fourth fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so uh i get he's like one year older than me um, i'm actually drew's brother so for any of you guys listening uh he did uh a little bit earlier yeah i think it was the second um, episode I, actually yeah yeah. yeah yeah i'm not gonna i guess say a lot of the same things he did because i think he did a pretty good introduction uh but uh you know born in india came to the united states when i was like four two months old um, and, uh, right now, um, I'm a junior at Georgia tech studying computer science. Um, and I guess excited to be here. All right, man. Yeah. Um, so what I like to do first with all my guests is do, yeah. it's called a one word interview. Okay. Right? So I'm going to ask you some questions. You can, you have to answer yeah, yeah, yeah. one word. All right. Okay. Um, okay. first one, what's the first thing you do when you wake up? Brush. My, brush. Okay. Uh, one word to summarize this past year and a half of COVID. Fast. Fast. I feel that. I feel that. Um, what's your favorite part of Georgia Tech? Internships. Okay. Perfectly leads into the next question. What's your favorite part of doing internships? Interviewing. Interviewing? Really? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm going yeah. to have to ask some questions about that later. Um, least favorite thing about software engineering? the people in it uh two <laughs> words yeah fair enough uh describe binna in one word emotional what motivates you myself where do you see yourself in five years oh one word uh relationships favorite part of halloween candy okay and last question my favorite question that i like to ask all my guests you win 10 million dollars what do you buy um ethereum <laughs> ethereum nice nice all right um yeah so let's talk real quick about so first so you said you're you know studying software right now yeah yeah um I remember in high school, you were going down the business route, correct? Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, I guess to give a little bit about myself, um, I guess throughout high school, um, I was very, uh, I would actually use the word obsessed with business. Mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of the major that was perfect fit for me because I feel like anyone who knows me really well, I'm a loud person. I'm very social. Um, I, I guess have a lot to say and i feel like the best major for those type of people you know who think of themselves as kind of obnoxious you know mm. uh, have like just need that like kind of like you know that social attention from everyone else i think the best major for those type of people is business right Absolutely. and that's something that i've always 
it that I've always liked. And still to this day, you know, like there's still parts of it, like the business side of things is still very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And I guess like throughout high school, I kind of just took on that persona. Like I never really questioned it. Like mm-hmm. I would do like, you know, clubs like DECA through BC, uh, like Belgium yeah. College. And then I would obviously be in FBLA, which was like the main one. Mm-hmm. And like, I did really well. Um, I had like a lot of awards. I did pretty successful in the competitions that I competed in. But then, you know, college applications, the dreadful thing that every senior has to do um, (laughs) came along. And again, like I didn't really question what I was going to do. Like I applied to be a business major, basically every single place, even Georgia Tech. So there was not a single place where I applied computer science. And then obviously, eventually, um, also just to know, I wanted to go to NYU. I think Mm -hmm. that was pretty pretty yeah. common in Bina. Like I would, mm-hmm. I would talk about it like 24 seven, you know, when yeah. I was a junior and stuff like that. And I guess when I did not get in, right. It was obviously sad, but I didn't know. I didn't think of it as a blessing as I do now. Like I was obviously like very disappointed, mm-hmm. but when I got off the wait list for Georgia tech, so I originally got waitlisted and then I got in, I kind of thought to myself as like, I, it's like when you're at that moment of like, you have two ways to go on a street, right? You can go left or right, yeah. right? Or in the matrix, take the blue or red pill, mm-hmm. right? I kind of thought of it as a situation like that where I was like, I can completely change what I'm interested in. Because at that moment, I didn't have any knowledge of computer science. Like yeah. I'd barely done any coding. And I would, I would basically say like, I knew nothing. Like I didn't really know a lot about how technology works, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll admit this now, but like, I kind of saw it as a way, as like, you know, like a trend in like, 2019 like everyone's doing computer science you know yeah out out of college out of college like you're earning like a hundred something like six figure salary right yeah and like how bad can it be right and at that moment i knew i'm a hard worker like i consider myself a hard worker even though i know business majors they get like you know crap for like you know having the easiest major i i know me and like Mm -hmm. i know that like anything that comes towards me i can do so at that moment, I had no interest in computer science, but I took it just because I thought it was like the best thing to do in terms of like, you know, making a lot of money. And like, I'll admit that, like, I have no problem admitting that. Mm-hmm. And then like, everyone was telling me and everyone was shocked. Like, everyone was like, I can't believe, you know, you switched from business to computer science, you know, yeah. you're going to drop out. You're <laughs> going to drop out within at least like after your first two classes. Right. Yeah. And I kind of got scared because, you know, I was going to Georgia Tech and if it doesn't work out, like I'm stuck in a science school, like, mm-hmm and like for engineering and like, yeah. I'm stuck. Like I had so many other good options for business if I wanted to switch back and I didn't take those. Mm-hmm. So like, it was, it was a really big gamble. Yeah. And like, I knew that like, if it didn't work out, like I would be in kind of like a tough situation. Like I know my brother, he had to like work really hard to like transfer to like another school. Yeah. And I definitely didn't want to go through that whole like process again. So like, absolutely, there was a little bit of like fear. Whereas like, if I don't like computer science, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. but thankfully it worked out perfectly fine. Like I love the field. Like I'm, I would still consider myself pretty new. Like I only started learning how to code in fall of 2019. Yeah. So still so, pretty new. Yeah. absolutely. But yeah. like, I feel like I've already learned so much mm-hmm. and there's still so much to learn that mm-hmm. like, I'm completely obsessed with it. Like I love computer science now and it's not even about like making a lot of money. It's now actually something like a passion for me. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's, I've talked about this so many times, you know, about people like that 
force themselves to go down a certain path because yeah. because that's what they told themselves they would do the yeah. entire their entire like life. And then eventually, and, yeah. And then eventually they have like a realization like, hey, this isn't yeah. for me. And then they they go back or they just do something completely yeah. different. But for me, like, I actually genuinely like like it. Like, it just happened to be that I like it. I feel like mm-hmm. I would have been like every other person where it's like, you know, I tried it was probably suffer a little bit in terms of like my classes, you know, not really actually engage with the content. And then yeah. just go back to whatever I was doing. But like, for me, it was like, I learned about it in the class and then I just couldn't stop learning. Like mm-hmm. I just couldn't stop. So I just continued down. That's amazing. Yeah. I had, a, I had a very like, I guess, opposite experience with computer science, you know, um, yeah. you probably know, you know, like my entire like high school, I wanted to do mechanical engineering. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then like, uh, I think it was senior year of high school in running start. I did a, like I did a couple programming classes yeah. and just, I like I just had this realization that I absolutely hated the field. Like it was just it wasn't for me, right? No, that's yeah. When I started, yeah. like that's when I started. And I think it's it's great, you know. Like I know because I know so many people, and I'm sure you do as well. That like people that you know stayed in in a field where they did that they didn't enjoy, right? Yeah. Like even yeah. though like they didn't they came to the realization, but they were too scared to like leave. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And like I still have like people that I know that like are in the field because they're pressured like and it's not even just computer science it's like anything their parents want them to do you know they want yeah. them to have a successful career and just, they hate it like they're like i literally want to do anything else except this yeah. and it's like i i mean i have sympathy for them because it's like obviously sometimes they can't themselves just drop out and, you know do whatever they want mm-hmm. to do and it kind of sucks but like i'm kind of thankful that like trying computer science for the second time because i did have like a small like stint with it and like ninth grade i don't know if you remember remember we did the programming class over mm. the summer that was like a, in like 2015 yeah. then i was like the worst student in the class like i don't know if you remember i would get i got help from all the teachers like they did the project for me yeah. and like i was so bad at it and it was like from then i had that perception of computer science that i was gonna hate it but then doing it again my senior year and mostly in college i was like i need to switch like i just mm. need to switch that's awesome yeah um so going so one of the things i want to talk about right the that uh transition from high school to college right yeah in for Bina as a whole i'd say that was a very interesting time right the group dynamic was very like there's a lot of i guess drama and like people leaving and stuff like so i wanted to ask you right because uh and i've seen that you you kind of do this like you've kind of done this recently as well like you tend to um just kind of like leave social media temporarily yeah okay yeah i need that yeah that's honestly a good question um so i guess to start off with i want to to like give context to my answer i guess mm -hmm. um when you guys so what i mean you guys is the seniors like the people older than me same accessin right so when you guys started going to college right so when you guys were freshmen and we were seniors in high school Mm -hmm. I automatically saw like a change where it's like, you guys obviously are meeting new people or in new environments, right? Mm-hmm. You guys obviously are not going to have a lot of time to like spend with like your high school, you know, yeah. friends. And that's, that's natural. I think that yeah, happened to me eventually yeah. too. Right. It's... And it's like, I was then stuck with like two other people, mostly being like, you know, Sammy Atkinson. And they were like, it was like, I, I think my senior year of high school was great. Right. But what I noticed was that you guys obviously eventually started having your own life, which is mm-hmm. good, right? Yeah. You, know, you guys started branching out, right? And I was like, you know, it's like, is that going to happen to me when I go to college, mm-hmm. right? And like now fast forward when I go to college, right? So when we 
go to college, knowing how that happened to basically everyone I knew who like was a freshman, right? I thought I was going to have like, you know, the time of my life. I thought I was going to, you know, basically have new friends, you know, have a completely new group. And then like, whenever I come back to Washington, like I'll hang out with you guys. Right. But in 2019, like the fall, so my first year in college, right. I would say I was in a pretty dark place Mm -hmm. just because there was a lot going on here, like here at Georgia tech. So like I had like a couple of things with other people that just didn't work out. Right. I got like backstabbed like twice. Right. I just got bad news, like left, right and center. Where in 2019, like around October, I cut off basically every single person in my life except like my family. And it was like, I didn't have Instagram. I didn't have Facebook. I didn't have anything. I didn't even yeah. tell anyone I left. Uh-huh. And like, I was gone for maybe four months. Um, I came back in like February. Mm-hmm. And like, that's kind of like the first time I would say I like left social media. Yeah. Um, where it's like, that was like the first time because I literally felt like I had depression. Like mm-hmm. I had never like, taken mental health seriously like personally before 2019 i always thought of it as like an excuse and i know that's like a very ignorant thing to say for like people listening but like having experienced it myself like i've completely changed my opinion on like how like mental health affects people and like i've definitely taken it more seriously just because like i know how it's affected me and like i didn't believe it because i didn't think of myself as someone who gets sad like i just don't and like i just remember being here like in 2019 like fall my first like semester college i had no one like i didn't i didn't go to i never went to a single party i never obviously did drugs or alcohol or anything i didn't have any friends like literally my whole schedule just looked like waking up going to school coming back sleeping yeah and this is kind of where like what i this is like this is where like a habit of mine kind of started to come up which was like, you know, I would always like during school, like after like class, I would always like find like an empty classroom or a room, right? And just be there myself and just work or like watch YouTube or yeah. just be by myself. Like I just like ha- developed this habit of like being alone. Mm-hmm. And it was like, at first, like I loved it. Like I would say that I spent maybe like 60 to 70% of my time just being in empty classrooms or empty study rooms in the library on like Friday nights. Well, everyone else, you know, is like out partying, you know, socializing. Mm-hmm. Freshman year, I did like no socializing at all, like yeah. literally at all. And like, I don't even think I, I was basically invisible. Like no one really knew me here. Mm-hmm. Like obviously teachers don't really know any of their students. You know, no one literally knew me here. I was invisible. Yeah. Like I was virtually invisible. And then obviously I come back home, you know, for like winter break. And it's like, you know, been a wants to like hang out they like I, I kind of like had left my old personality when I came to college just because I was alone all the time mm-hmm. and it, it kind of like made me uncomfortable that I was kind of forced back into like my old personality of like who I was in Bina when I came back and I kind of just got frustrated yeah. so like I like started like hating on a couple of people in Bina like I would start a lot of like beef just cause I was like really, really frustrated mm-hmm. with how I was still perceived after spending like 90% of my time alone. And just yeah. cause like when you're alone, you're like 90% of your thoughts. Like you get to know yourself really well. You get to know what your strengths are, weaknesses, like who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes you change how you think about the world and like going back 
into a social like friend group after like a first semester of college it was so frustrating for me yeah to just like stay so like i kind of just left for a long time and then fast forward to february so my second semester february 2020 right before covid hit i was like i need to change this like i can't just be alone so mm-hmm. i joined like a bunch of clubs right i started to make a like couple of friends i went on like a spring break trip and then boom everything just closed everything's gone i don't talk to these people because covid hits i have to go yeah. home and then i'm in quarantine for like seven eight months right and then like my my mental health even takes more of a toll i think everyone's mental health just took yeah. a toll like through march all the way to like december right like yeah, yeah. it's like you're not doing anything. You're at home. You can't do anything. Your internships are canceled. All your activities are canceled. School is online. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, like, you know, it's like I was lifting myself up and then completely down. And I guess from there, like, it, it was just like a mix of emotions. And that's why when, when you said like, describe like 2020 or like COVID, I said fast. Cause like, I don't even remember yeah. how fast time went. And it's just that like, thinking about it now like i feel like i could have used that time better but in the moment i know i was super inefficient i would mm-hmm. just like sleep all day you know do nothing and it was just so not motivating and i guess like coming back to the original question with like Bina, it was like we were now spending so much more time online talking to each other because obviously there's like nothing to do right mm-hmm. during covid and it was just like you're now talking to a group of people who have kind of changed because they all had their own different college experiences. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you realize maybe these people aren't the best fit for you now because Absolutely. you know, they've changed. Yeah. And yeah, I, again, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. Like, cause people yeah. change. It's, it's just yeah. natural. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's not like there's no ill will when someone you used to consider a friend is just like, they went their way. They changed, they, they turn into a different person just yeah. based on who they yeah. are at that time. Right. So like, there's no ill will. It's like, like I, I've said this before, like um, every single person in Bina, like at the end of the day, yes, like I would do anything for any one of them. Yeah, yeah. But, but they're not, they're not all people that I would, hang, like you know, like hang out with on a regular basis because just yeah. our personalities just don't mesh anymore. Mesh. Yeah, I right? agree. I completely agree it's with simply, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, realized that, and like it was hard to say that mm-hmm. just because I feel like with this friend group it's sometimes hard to change who you are or like if you like for example if someone in Benham was to say something in a group chat that's just completely what they don't do usually right they Mm -hmm. get made fun of right so it's like you can't like say something that doesn't fit your personality and -hmm. if you can't do that you can't really change or show who you really are and that's kind of what creates drama because people just get frustrated really easy yeah there's like there's i feel like this is with a lot of people but like with our like when we're talking about like you know bina in general like um there's this like i feel like the group since we all you know we've been friends like since elementary middle high school right yeah i think there's this tendency to cling on to those relationships yeah like like whenever i I get that yeah yeah like you know like whenever we hang out it's we're not hanging out with college yash or college onward it's high school yeah it's yeah exactly so whenever you do something out of the like norm out of that yeah out of the norm like you know it's and also i think this goes for people in general and it's something i've always said like you know um like you said right like you never 
thought of like depression and like mental health as yeah. like a really yeah. like big thing, right? So yeah, I've I'm not gonna say names obviously, but uh, I think he's a mutual friend of both of ours. I remember in high school, um, he seemed to be going down like a certain yeah. path mentally. And, you yeah. know, I told him, I was like, hey, man, you know, like, if you should, like, talk to someone or, like, you know, like, even, yeah. like, look at the therapist if you don't want to talk to people. And, yeah, like, it was really sad because he told me straight up, like, I don't believe in therapy. I don't believe that depression is no, real. No, 100%. Like, I'm just, yeah. like, this is just yeah. who I am. Like, and that was such a sad thing to see, especially because, like, I think it was less than a year later is no, when yeah, he completely went off the grid. 100%. And, like, the thing is, when he was a senior at BC, right, and I was a junior, mm-hmm. We used to hang out like ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, we were same. always like, yeah. we were always. I feel together. like it was like you, me, and him, right? We yeah, were always yeah, exactly. together. Like, yeah, we were all exactly. at running start together. And he would tell me like everything he was thinking, right? And it's like I never said anything because at that point I kind of had this like approach where it's like you do you. I think you can make yeah. decisions right for yourself. But it was like I would always, I guess, mentally judge sometimes the decisions he would take or like what mm-hmm. he would think. Like he would tell me so many things about how like he hated how Bina was like judging him about what yeah. he was doing. Right. Like how he was like taking all these like really weird decisions. And like, I never said anything to him, like, which is why I feel like he trusted me with this yeah. information. He would, he would be like, you know what? I get, I, I like you, Yash, because you don't say anything to me. Right. And looking back, maybe I should have said something, but like, it just, it just got so bad. And then eventually yeah. like he stopped talking to me and like a lot of everyone basically. Yeah. And like, I never, I didn't know what was going on for like a year and a half until like mm-hmm. recently now that we're like connected again. Yeah. Cause it, it's like, it, and this, again, this goes to like just communication in general. I think, Yeah. like you said, right? Like he didn't feel comfortable talking to most people. Cause like most people in been like, he felt like they judged them. But I think yeah, at yeah. the end of the day, like when people and whenever I would talk to people in Bina like about this kind of, about that stuff, right? Like yeah. it was always everyone would always talk out of a place of concern, right? Yeah. There was no like, oh, look at this guy. He's going down this path. Ha ha. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. like, like what can we do to help him? But I think yeah. everyone, like we were young, right? Like, yeah. I, it's, I'm not putting the blame on us, but like we were young. We didn't know how to deal with something like this. Yeah. We've also, yeah, we've never dealt right? with something serious like that. Cause like our group is like a fun group. It's like, it's a place yeah. where it's like, you get to distract yourself from life's problems. Like I exactly. think of Vina as like a place where it's like, I go, when I'm having like a shit day, you know, and like mm. I just hang out with these people and just completely yeah. forget about my problems. Like you don't like, bring your problem, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Go like ahead. when, like whenever, I, whenever I go to my like the Bina chat, yeah. all level of seriousness goes out the window, right? Like I'm going 100%. there just to like yeah. every everything anyone says is a joke, right? Like yeah. we rag on yeah. each other, we like make fun of each other, but it's all yeah. jokes. Like you know, we're just yeah, exactly we're just making jokes. Exactly. So yeah. when it when we were put in that situation of this is real you know we just like we just i don't think i just think we didn't we weren't able to handle it yeah and 100%. that's something that i i preach a lot on the show is go out and you know like talk like because at the end of the day right and i i know i know you're the same way if if any one of like been a like comes to you and like opens up right about yeah. something serious like we'll we'll talk to him it's just I think, every, I think people in Bina, like I think people in general are just like they're scared to reach out and have those conversations. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Now I think now specifically people like I think back in like high school, I think like we couldn't really take someone being serious. Mm-hmm. Like actually, like yeah. like if someone came up to me in Bina in like twenty eighteen and like 
they're trying to have a serious conversation. Like I just couldn't take him seriously. Yeah. I'll admit that now, but like I just could not take him seriously. Mm-hmm. But now, like I think I would one hundred percent take it serious, take yeah. them seriously. Absolutely, and I think that's that's part of growing up, right? Like yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so okay, yeah. Moving on. Uh, you know, you're at Georgia Tech internships. So yeah, we have to talk about your answer for best part of your of software internships. You said interviews. Yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. Now, as someone that despises interviews, yeah. I need to know why. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, let me, I guess, give a little history. So, uh, my first professional internship was in the fall of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from basically August all the way to January, I did my first internship at T-Mobile, and then from February all the way to May, I did a second internship with T-Mobile, but at a different team. Yeah, and then. In May, from August this year, I did an internship at ServiceNow, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to go to Facebook for next summer, and then for this fall, I'm still very close to getting it. I don't want to say the company yet, just because I haven't got it, but mm-hmm. I'm very close to getting another internship this upcoming semester. Sweet. So I feel like I've done a lot of interviews. Like I would say like I had like a list, but it was like, I think I've done over like 40 to 45 final round wow. interviews. Yeah. and one thing that I realized is that when I get the job, like when I, let's say I get the job, right. Most often than not, I don't actually. So like a lot of that, I think the interview success rate is very low for me, but mm-hmm. when I get the job, like when I'm at T-Mobile or when I'm at like ServiceNow and like, when you actually have to do the work, I get so bored. I'm like one person who like, I can't do the same thing for like a week on the job. Like if I, have, if I'm giving a, given a task and it like takes like a month, it's like, I'm going to procrastinate. I just, I'm not motivated mm-hmm. as much as I presented myself to be in the interview. Yeah. And one thing I realized was that like that pressure uh, or like that stress of like, you know, studying for a coding interview or getting the best job, you know, comparing all your options, that like feeling that I get from that is so much more better than the actual job. And I don't know why, <laughs> but it's like, even though like studying for interviews is lame, you know, like, it's just like, like, like it's hard. It takes up your time. Right. I feel mm-hmm. like that's, that makes me happier, you know, like competing for the best job yeah. than actually doing the job. So like when I get the internship, I'm always looking for the next thing where it's like, okay, like, what can I do, you know, next summer? Like mm-hmm. when I got my summer internship last year, I was like, okay, like, you know, now I want to think about like my junior year summer. And then after that, I want to think about what I want to work for full time. Like I mm-hmm. already have my internship lined up for summer now I'm already been thinking like, okay, where do I want to work full time? You know, like what are the best companies? Should mm. I start prepping now for next summer? Like ne- next, next summer. So yeah. it's like 2023 <laughs> yeah. and it's not even 2022 yet. So it's like, I guess like that, that high feeling that I get from like interviewing and that recruiting mm. season, is just better for me than the job itself. And I know that's like yeah. pretty weird to say, but I, I, I enjoy it. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Um, do you think, oh, I guess like, I guess one thing to add, like yeah. even when I got my summer internship last year, so like for this summer, like for like summer 2021, mm-hmm. I got it in September of 2020. And then through October, all the way to June, I was still interviewing, even though I had a job lined up. Like I, I just like to interview. Yeah. Like <laughs> I would apply to companies. I, I had offers from other companies, even though I had already accepted. Mm-hmm. Like I just realized like it was something that was fun for me. It, it just felt fun, like mm-hmm. recruiting. So, yeah. Do you think that has something to like, is that a part of your old, uh, 
business mindset kind of leaking 100 yeah 100 like competitiveness like, yeah because yeah. it's, it's all about 100%. your it's all you're kind of like you're selling yourself right you're Self, yeah it's that yeah like, you're kind of combining that business with yeah. computer science and i think that's where it comes from honestly like the idea yeah. of like interviewing you know traveling because like back then like before covid the interviews weren't online right they were supposed mm-hmm. to be in person you know go tour at a company's office you know see all the benefits you know go enjoy yourself for a day that was basically yeah. what the interview was supposed to be like throughout college mm-hmm. and that so that got me excited i was like you know i can like you know go to all these company offices you know interview have a nice time learn about the company you know try to get the best offer for myself you know negotiate all these like yeah. soft skills which are like leaning towards the business side right mm-hmm. it just it's just fun for me, which is why I think I enjoyed it. So I enjoy it so much. Yeah. So now I'm going to ask you for some advice because yeah. I am about to start doing my oral boards for law yeah. enforcement. Right. Which is yeah. basically the interviews. Yeah. Right. What did, what advice, like what's, what's a piece of advice? Cause I always struggle with like, you know, like I'll go in and I just start like fumbling yeah. my sentences. Yeah. Right. Like, cause I tell I'm stories, just, I tell yeah. stories. So any question they have or anything they're looking for, I love to tell stories. I'm a storyteller. Like I remember mm-hmm. that in freshman year of college, I was at a career fair and I gave, like I was at a career fair and I gave my resume to a recruiter for a company and I started rambling on. Right. And I didn't notice this at first, but she was yeah. like, wow, like you're an amazing storyteller. Right. And it's like, you don't even seem nervous. Like you don't have this like script where you're telling me, for example, like, oh, okay, you're, this is your major. You don't sound robotic, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, tell a story. That's yeah. what I like to do. So it's like, okay. I always like to look at my experiences and then be like, okay, what story can I tell from this, right? How can I engage the person that's the employer, right? And make it something that's relatable. Like what yeah. story do I have that may be a common thing that they experience as well, right? So you relate with the person that's interviewing you. And I, and I feel like that's like probably the best tactic to use. Even in jobs, you may feel like you're not a good fit. Just tell a story. I think that's yeah. the best way. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to use that. That's yeah. great advice. Um, so yeah, I want to keep talking about this stuff, yeah. but I want to do it through the list now. Yeah. So real quick for everyone listening, if you don't know what the lists are, uh, Yash made uh, four lists. So the first two lists are a list of topics. The first of those being a list of topics from his own perspective. So this is uh, what he finds passionate, like what he's passionate about, you know, like the topics that he thinks like, you know, um, are most important to him. And then the second list of topics is what he believes from the exterior perspective. So like, you know, what his like friends or family would say are his biggest passions or the things that are most important to him. And uh, same thing with the qualities, right? It's the qualities he believes he embodies versus the qualities that he believes he uh, displays, right? The qualities that his friends and family would say he has. So let's start at the top with the topics. This is from your own perspective. First one is U.S. politics slash philosophy. So I remember you being very into, I don't know if you still are, but I remember you used to be very into like playing devil's advocate or, you know, like debating stuff. Yeah. This... Yeah. I was a debate, debate, debate me, bro. Yeah. Uh, so that, I would say that's how I started my politics philosophy journey in like mm-hmm. high school. Yeah. And I think that's like every like boy, to be honest, like, you know, you listen to your Ben Shapiro's, you know, you listen to your online political commentators, right? Recently, and I feel like Joe Rogan's a big one. Joe. Yeah. Joe Rogan now as well. I think he's like the new one. Um, you know, you listen to those people, right? 
and then you like think you know to like i guess get attention to yourself you like challenge the norm right you like you know someone can say something that maybe you even agree with but just to like piss them off you play devil's advocate right you do like absurd things and you just get it's a place to get yourself in trouble in my in my opinion right but i would say towards like freshman year of college when you know i was spending a lot of time alone like mentioned before right I, I would say I actually started to take politics seriously. Yeah. And what I mean by that is like, I was like, you know what? I don't want to stay at the surface level of like what politics in the United States is. Right. I like mm-hmm. philosophy. Like I, yeah. I never considered myself as a person who reads books. I don't think I ever read a whole book in high school. I would always use spark notes. Yeah, I don't even care. If my, I know some of my <laughs> teachers like hated me for it, but I don't think yeah. I ever read like an actual book. Right. Me neither. But me neither. <laughs> no, yeah. But like now, like, I guess like, in freshman year of like college like i started like seeing like on twitter because i think twitter is now it's a war zone i think it's a war zone <laughs> but i think it's where a lot of politics happens yeah i was seeing a lot of mentions of like political concepts that i had no fundamental understanding about mm-hmm. so i guess my my journey in politics was like kind of like at the surface level what i think everyone does during an election right so like during 2016 everyone's like you know republican democrat you know this yeah. is the very service level, right? And then from there, I started learning about how does our government work, right? So I think that's like the se- second level. And then from there, it's like, what are the foundations? Like, what is the philosophy of this government, right? And from there, it just branches out into like what reading about completely different philosophies. So I would consider myself kind of like a pioneer. Like, I feel like I've read a lot about differing political philosophies. Yeah. I don't want to say like what I specifically believe in on this podcast, but I would say that. I, I've read a lot. Like I just, I like reading about politics. I like reading about political philosophies, how governments work. It's just something that like I'm addicted to. Like, honestly, like every day, like Twitter is my online newspaper. And from there I do so many like deep dives into random things. Like I guess like my political search history on Google is so weird because it's like into so many different topics. And I just Mm. like learning about like what, differing opinions are differing like political views different political systems and it's just very interesting to me and like that's just like i guess one of my interests now that's why i think i listed yeah. it at number one on my topic it's just like i love reading about political philosophies and things like that like i don't really like the surface level stuff like you know mm. who said what today on twitter you know like what did aoc tweet that was so like <laughs> enraging what did yeah. this guy say what did donald trump say i don't that, that I, i'm not interested in that i'm interested yeah. in political philosophy in theory like what makes our world work basically that's yeah it's because i'm i'm very much on that surface level right like my yeah like i and this is more i guess it's not it's not the best but i'm very especially with politics i'm i lean towards ignorance is bliss dude i wish i wish i could take that (laughs) i wish i dude i wish i could be that because for me I'm addicted to it. Like, I wish mm-hmm. like I never started this because bro, like yeah. the more I learn, the more I realize this place is not worth it. It's like a thing where it's like, you're addicted to it. And it's like, you just wish you never had started. Cause bro, like, Absolutely. I feel like there's so many more things to read or do with your mm-hmm. time that are just not dull because politics today is so toxic. Right. It it's is. just so it toxic. Exactly. Right. And it's like, it's just so hard to escape because when you're in it, you're all in, like yeah. you're all in. And it's like, I can't stop myself. Like I remember when like I deleted social media, I technically didn't delete Twitter. I don't really follow anyone on Twitter. I use Twitter as like my newspaper. Right. 
Yeah. I just could not. I could get rid of TikTok. I could get rid of Instagram. I can get rid of Facebook. I can get rid of Snapchat. I can get rid of all those. And I can't get rid of Twitter. Twitter is like my addiction. It's like, yeah. I'm always on Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it's like, I really started getting into politics, like, a, like slightly below the surface level with yeah. the most recent election. Yeah. And yeah. the more, like... I I never I don't think I ever broke down to like the real philosophies of, of politics, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it was all you understand like the, the common issues, though, right? Like yeah, you know, like exa- climate yeah. change, mm-hmm. like economy, whatever. Yeah, right. But the more the more I the more I read, the more I just didn't want to because it was just you're smart. It's because like because like the little bit of, I have seen about political philosophy philosophies, yeah. right? It's interesting stuff. Like it's actual yeah. like it's actual politics. It's actual yeah. you know ideas. Yeah, yeah, but. Everything you see right now is just a popularity contest. It's uh, popularity. It's like, all popularity. It's there's no like neither side is good realistically. Like in my opinion, no. right? There's so, each side makes the other yeah. out as the bad guy, yeah. but both yeah. sides have their own interests Problems. that have nothing yeah. to do with helping people. So so here's here's the, here's the, I guess like I don't want to get too much into politics, but yeah. here's like when people say you know both sides are bad and then you know those political nerds are like oh you're just a centrist you know you're not taking a side you're the actually the real weak one right i hate those people for a lot of reasons right and i i take the same position as you and i i would say i'm pretty educated on this like i'm not a centrist i have my views but i still hold that belief right yeah but here's how our politics works there's like two ways a politician can work so either they get a bunch of money from businesses right they don't have to care about the people or any anyone they represent right that's like the most traditional way right but the more subtle way which is what's happening now like that's growing is like you have to say the most outrageous most polarizing most extreme on either side thing yeah and that makes you seem like you're part of the people like you know you're mm-hmm. for example this is on the left right like aoc right i don't doubt she's a smart person i know she, i don't think of her like a lot of conservatives like she's like a dumb liberal right no she knows exactly what she's doing she says the most outrageous things she then gets money from a bunch of people because people are like oh my god this is like so smart yeah. you know this is like what i want you know like it's labeling the other person as like an enemy right because people like humans human behavior you're more interested in outrageous stuff than things that are filled with nuance, right? So yeah. it's like, if you see a headline saying like, AOC destroys business executive in cong- congressional hearing, right? Mm-hmm. As a person, you're gonna be, yeah, I hate big business. I hate corporations, right? As someone who maybe leans towards that way, like you're gonna be like, okay, I love this person. So I'm gonna give them more of my money. I'm gonna give them more of her attention. So then she becomes more and more popular. Like she's a celebrity. I think she has like hundreds of millions of followers yeah. on like, instagram right and the only way she was able to build that was like do you like the question i posed then is do you really think she would have been able to build that if she was like hey guys even though i defer with this person politically like i still respect them or do you think she would have gained that uh following if she's like no this person's an enemy they're trying Mm -hmm. to kill you by taking your health care right the only reason she's popular is by making outrageous statements and being that like populist and I, i don't respect that i I think the either way route, which is like, you know, you take money, you're just doing it to get rich or you're doing it to just cause division. I, I don't respect that at all. Yeah. And like, that's what I, that's what politics is today. You can't get big by saying, Hey guys, I'm interested in real solutions. You know, I'm looking mm-hmm. on the local level, you know, going to your, you know, local community city council meetings. No one does that. Everyone's like, 
federal level red versus blue right no one actually cares about like for example with like the whole thing that happened in 2020 right like with the black lives matter i thought there was like a genuine like interest in fixing the problems right and whatever we may disagree about what those problems are no one literally no one went to city council meetings no one everyone was like uh joe buddy do you like support this you have to support this or like even to the senators like no one was taking local action because yeah local action is what matters the most right it's just people are not interested in that because it's boring politics Mm -hmm. is like if you actually look at the laws that affect us like me and you it's so boring like believe me it is the most boring thing but people are not interested in that they wanted something that's entertainment that's why donald trump Mm -hmm. was so popular because he's entertaining and it's just like it sucks to see how that's how human behavior works Mm -hmm. because like someone like Donald Trump, you can watch that person for hours and be entertained. I found him entertaining. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. like him at all, but I found him very entertaining. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and like, if he says something outrageous, people are going to react and it's just like constant cycles. Yeah. Um, who was it? Uh, I think he, he's like, he's called like Nas Daily. I don't know if you've heard of him. Who? Nas, Nas Daily. N-A-S Daily. He's like, he does like stuff on Instagram. He does like the one minute videos and stuff. Oh no. Yeah. 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 yeah, um, yeah. He did a video uh, a couple of years ago, I think, where he went to a Republican rally, right? Yeah. And like, so he saw like Ted Cruz and yeah, whoever the other Republican ones are, were, yeah. and then yeah. and then Trump was the last one, right? Yeah. And he he talked about it like all these like he sat through all these presentations, all these like speeches, right? Yeah. And every like except for Trump, most of them like went up and gave like facts and they talked and they like, you know, yeah, there was like, yeah. there was like some idea behind what yeah. they said. Yeah. yeah. But then Donald Trump came out. He didn't really say much factually or anything. He just, yeah. it was like a rave. It was like a concert. Yeah. It was you know, rhetoric. Like, it was, yeah. yeah. It wasn't all like about, facts or figures or solutions. It was like it a was party. Just like, like everyone was just yeah, having yeah. a good time. Yeah. And like, even yeah. if you're not a Republican, like, you go to one of those and you'll probably have a good time just because the energy's yeah. up, you know, he knows yeah. how to rile up a crowd. It's that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And the thing is watching a lot of Donald Trump and his rallies and knowing who his people are, right. Like as someone, for example, like let's say you're super left leaning, right. Liberal. Mm-hmm. And let's say you're trying to make your person win and you want your policies, right. The yeah. only way that's going to happen because yes, Joe Biden won the election with 80 something million votes. But do people know how many votes Trump got? Trump got 75 million. That's the highest for any Republican, basically higher than anyone else except Joe Biden, right? He got more mm-hmm. votes than Obama in 2012 and in 2008, right? And that's not just because more people were able to vote. That's honestly because more people are engaged in politics. Yeah. And yes, Joe Biden got 80 million, which is higher than 75 million, right? But my honest opinion is the only reason Joe Biden got 80 million was because he is the vessel of everything that's anti-Trump. Because I know there's a lot of conservatives, for example, that are out there that just want a conservative, but just not Trump. They're like Mm -hmm. anyone else except Trump, right? And they didn't have that option in 2020. So they they went to Joe Biden, right? So like, I don't see this, for example, this Trump thing going away. I honestly think in 2024, he's going to come back. Like, I I definitely believe that, I agree. I agree. And it's like, even if Joe Biden won, right? A lot of people don't understand this, but like, Everywhere else except the presidency in the 2020 elections, Republicans won everything, basically. I mean, they basically took over a lot of seats in the House. Like, they decreased the majority for the Democrats in Mm -hmm. 2020 in the House. Um, 
they basically made it a tied Senate, right? 50-50. And then also on the local level, if you look at the map for local level, I think governorships, uh, city councils, all Republican. Every yeah. single, basically every single one Republican in the election that was being contested in 2020, they won everything on the local level. But no one cares about that because yeah. it's not the main fight. You know, it's, it's not, not the main... It's not exciting, right? Local it's not government, exciting. It's not exciting. Exactly. Yeah, it's not exciting, even though that's, in my opinion, the most important because they're making laws that affect you every single day. All right, uh, let's move on. We spent a lot of time on that topic. Yeah. But, um, let's see. So next one, you said soccer and NFL. So yeah, you've been yeah. you've been a soccer guy. I, I think we've played on the same yeah. team before. Yeah. At some yeah. point in yeah. our careers. Yeah. Yeah, I would say like ever since me being like seven or eight, I was always into soccer. You know, I always played FIFA. I guess Cascade I still Ridge, do. The, the yeah, Cascade, yeah. yeah, exactly. Those are so fun. Those are Jody. so fun. That's when life was simple. Yeah. And like, I guess I always followed soccer. Like, I just like, I love it. I love the sport. You know, I still follow it. Uh, I support Chelsea. I know a lot of you been of people are going to call me a bandwagon, but that's not true. I'm actually a Chelsea um, fan now as well. Oh, really? Yeah. The this last season when they won, like, yeah. like a couple, a couple yeah. games before they won, uh, yeah. Nishu and Susan and Dhruv, they were like, we need to get you into like Premier League or like, yeah, yeah, into, yeah, like, yeah. into like European Chelsea's soccer, right? And I was yeah. just like, I have no idea about European soccer at all. Um, yeah. Pulisic's, Pulisic's American. He's at Chelsea. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Chelsea Let's go. <laughs> that, that's how it works. That's how it works. Yeah. All the other teams are just, they just have toxic fan bases. Chelsea <laughs> has like the most diverse and it's also the most lit fan base. Like Chelsea fans are lit, but yeah. I guess like my interest for soccer like spans so many years, like especially with my brother, like every day, especially like, in elementary school we would always just play the playstation after school you know play fifa fifa was and huge like, in our childhood it was so big and it's like it just sucks because the company that makes fifa ea just ruined the game oh, and yeah. like they just completely ruined it uh-huh. but hey like we still play it and like i guess yeah. like in terms of like nfl like i i'm so deep right now into the whole learning about football and everything now like this season yeah. i've been so invested like mm-hmm. like I, i'm a ravens fan Okay. So like I like I, I'm new to football. So like this is the year like I started really watching like every single game and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because like I hate to admit this, but I feel like watching football over watching soccer is so much more fun. Because in soccer, it's like obviously the, the interesting parts are when like goals are scored, right? But for a majority of the game, there's just like a lot of passing. It's like kind of slow. Yeah. And like in football. It's either like, you know, constant action or just like, you know, ads that are in, in between games yeah, and stuff like that, which is annoying. But like watching the actual sport, like football is so fun to watch. That's true. My thing is like, OK, so I'm going to preface this by saying I've never been to a, like an NFL game. I've only watched yeah. soccer live. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like on TV, NFL is more exciting. Cause, yeah. Yeah. You know, you've got like you're, you fill the time with ads and like other like yeah. interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah, but when you're like, when you're actually watching, there's more yeah. constant action with. Soccer. I know. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I would say like when you're actually at like a a game, for example, with soccer. Mm-hmm. Like I obviously I've been to many. It's fun. Like the the atmosphere, the environment. It's yeah. so much fun. But and I haven't been to an NFL game yet. I want to, mm-hmm. but like but so I think on TV, well. yeah, they're they are. <laughs> oh my god! Like they are just, so expensive. Like for people that might might not know, right? Like. 
Yeah. So I I stay I I go to the Sounders games pretty regularly. Um, yeah. And I stay in the supporter section. The supporter section yeah. is literally on the ground floor, right? Yeah. Right behind the home goal. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's literally yeah. like at the bottom, right? Yeah. I pay twenty eight dollars to go to that. Yeah, seat. it's twenty eight dollars. Yeah. Yeah. The cheapest Seahawks ticket you can get is like. 200, like 200 and you're yeah, sitting at the yeah. top of the stadium, top stadium where you're basically looking at a tv the entire time anyway because you can't see exactly the field. exactly that's 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 the difference we're talking about in price <laughs> exactly it's just nfl has so many more viewers and so it's just and it's an american sport right yeah. like soccer is not really an american sport even mm-hmm. though it has like a lot of fans in the united states i would say like it's just the nfl yeah. base is so much more like it just fits the whole like culture of america in my opinion more than it does soccer absolutely um all right next movies and in parentheses you said marvel so i know i know you to be a big marvel fan huge Um, marvel fan i love the posters in the back yeah thank Uh, you thank you yeah yeah um love that so i think marvel i might have i don't know if i've talked about this before on the show but I've talked I think I might have actually talked to you about this before. Yeah. But Marvel like it's so huge for us because it is literally like it came out perfectly for our generation, right? 100%. Iron Man came out in 2008, right? Eight, yeah. So like and this then, was yeah. near basic what grade were we in 2008? Like end of elementary, beginning middle school kind of? No, 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 no. Middle oh. school was like for you guys middle school was like 2011. Okay, so it was like kind of elementary school, but like yeah, we were just Towards we were just old end, enough. Yeah. yeah, we're just old yeah, enough where old like enough. we could comprehend movies. One hundred, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, Iron Man came out, and then Infinity War just ended a couple like came out a couple years. The ago. Infinity Saga, yeah, it, yeah. it came out twenty eighteen um, April mm-hmm. or so May, like, April yeah. May, yeah. So like the whole schedule for like Marvel movies, like just perfectly aligned with our aligned. with us yeah, so yeah yeah i think yeah. that's why it has such a huge role but uh yeah talk to me about movies in general dude i dude i love the mcu like when they started really building the interconnections between the movies mm-hmm. i got hooked because like i remember yeah. watching like iron man one iron man two and iron man three and then like i remember they released avengers and i remember watching avengers in the theaters right Mm-hmm. It was like a cool cross. So like if you go back and watch Avengers one, it doesn't have the same style of the Marvel brand now. Like if you're gonna yeah. watch Infinity War or even Age of Ultron, it's just the first Avengers movie felt like a just like a, a, a cool little project that Marvel did, right? Mm-hmm. And then I feel like it started to really pick up like the like the hype when Civil War, like Captain America Civil War, uh Winter Soldier was released Doctor Strange, you know. Um, I just felt like since then, all the movies after that were released yeah. have had this different style. And it's like really hard to describe, mm-hmm. but like it's no, just this like um, it's a story they were building and it's yeah. just so much more interesting. And like so many people are gonna give me hate for this, but like my bet my favorite movie of all time in all genres and everything is Avengers Infinity War. It is my favorite movie. Really? When I went to watch it in 2018 april mm-hmm. like for the I, I got opening day tickets wow i watched that movie in theaters five times amazing i i i love that movie <laughs> i still if i were to watch the whole thing today love it to death like 
I know there's Endgame, but Infinity War, when watching that movie, it lived up to every single expectation I had. Yeah. I liked the movie than I liked the trailer because usually with movies these days, I always like the trailer more than I like the movie. Mm-hmm. But with that movie, it, I don't think there was a single expectation that I had that I did not meet. And it was like coming out of that movie, I loved Infinity War so much. I just yeah. loved it so much. It is, it is like, it's so cool to me because they, like, like you said, right? The first Avengers, in the way I see it, like it, it, it felt like a superhero crossover movie right yeah, yeah they're like how do we get a bunch of big big characters in one movie yeah versus yeah. after with age of ultron and the future ones like you know yeah. they they developed these characters so well in their own yeah. individual movies and yeah. like and there was like an actual storyline to how they yeah. kind of came together yeah and yeah that's when it started feeling like a marvel universe movie that's when Mercy, it felt like yeah. the mco mcu yeah. movie right and it's just I lost my train of thought. Basically, like, um, it's just like the connections that we have with these characters, right? It's yeah. Like you don't. I feel like we haven't really seen that a lot in cinema, like in terms 100%. of like long, long-lasting series yeah. that like yeah. are regularly successful. Like ten movies in, like yeah, Fast and Furious. Like I've never watched Fast and Furious. Really, I've never watched. I'd say a single- watch the first. Watch up until Fast Five. Yeah. Right, and then just stop. Because okay, if you watch past Fast Five, yeah, you'll just it'll it's be disappointed. It's just yeah, because it's not it's after Fast Five, even 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 Fast Five. To be fair, it's just it's just an action movie. It's a generic action movie. There's no cars. There's no cool cars. There's no there's no family storyline. There's yeah, there's explosions. There's tanks and there's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's yeah, how yeah. that's how I can describe the last like four or five movies Fast and Furious yeah. done. But yeah. So outside of Marvel, what's yeah. your favorite like movie series? Uh, I know, I know this is gonna be such a bad answer, but I, I started watching uh like I Sony. Okay, so Sony is building its own universe and it's kind of connected to Marvel, kind of not. Hmm. But Sony, so a lot of people may not know this, but like so, Sony owns Spider-Man. Out of all the Marvel characters, they own Spider-Man. And then not only do they own Spider-Man, they own all the villains associated with Spider-Man. So they own Venom, Craven mm-hmm. the Hunter, Morbius, etc. Right? They own yeah. every single villain that Spider-Man faces, right? Mm-hmm. And they're right now building their own universe, right? So they, they just had Venom, they had Spider Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, right? They have Morbius coming out in January, and then they have Craven the Hunter coming out in 2023, right? Mm-hmm. I feel there's a lot of potential there because I'm a really big Spider-Man fan. I think he's like probably yeah. one of my favorite characters and and Venom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot to do there, like exploring wise. I know also like with the DC, like I started watching DC recently because I've never watched the whole DC universe. So like I watched Man of Steel, right? I watched um, Batman versus Superman, right? And like I also watched the Batman spinoffs like the Christopher Nolan, like, you know, Christian Bale's Batman. Yeah. with like the dark knight dark knight rises and stuff like that i don't really like dc i know a lot of people are gonna like completely disagree with me mm-hmm. i know my brother's a big batman fan yeah um i i don't mess with that type of stuff i don't like it mm-hmm. marvel is its own thing uh with sony so like coming back to my original point sony i feel has a lot of potential just because they own one of the greatest you know superhero yeah. like franchises right 
And I feel like Sony, like people should keep an eye out for Sony because they're building something that is very interesting, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah. And um, I know a lot of people may have not watched Venom 2, but if you're not going to... Venom 2 was a flop. I watched it opening day. I'm a big Venom fan as well. It was a really bad movie, but really? you got to watch the end credit scene because that's uh, pretty yeah. important. I've already... That that, mo- that end credit scene's already been spoiled, but I'm not going to spoil it for those who haven't. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, cool, yeah. Uh, next one on your list was computer science, which we covered. Yeah. Is there anything yeah. you want to add for that? Yeah. No, I think I, I, think I play everything on okay. YouTube there. Um, and last one, TikTok. Oh my God, there's so much to say about TikTok. So I would say <laughs> I learned about TikTok um, in fall of 2019. So when I was like, you know, like I mentioned before, I was pretty secluded. I was like, I kept mm-hmm. to myself, right? I kept seeing on Instagram, like these reposts from TikTok, right? And I remember yeah. someone telling me like, oh no, TikTok's just a remake of Musical.ly, right? And I never had Musical.ly. Yeah. I was like, I'm, this seems like a kid app, like <laughs> not gonna, I'm just not gonna do it, right? But then just one day, I don't know how this happened. I still remember it to this day. I was on my bed, and it was like October. I just download TikTok. I was like, you know, what is this whole app? Like everyone is talking about TikTok, right? Yeah. And I, I joined TikTok, like the app as a viewer late 2019. And from what my understanding is, the whole TikTok base, they're like peak TikTok was summer 2019 and spring 2019. And I was not part of TikTok, so I can't really say then, yeah. but I kind of joined when TikTok's like actual great content was on its decline. And now TikTok has become, I'm addicted to TikTok, by the way. I should oh, 100% put that out there. Too. Dude, TikTok it's... is so addicting. And the reason for it being addicting is it's because it, is the algorithm 100%. It's I was nuts, dude. Like it's, dude. I've I've been like like to this day I still try to figure out how this algorithm works cuz I've never seen any algorithm on any other social media yeah. website or anything like YouTube with its recommended yeah. like Facebook, Instagram, no no other service I've ever used. Yeah has been able to like so perfectly tailor content for me that makes it impossible to leave. Impossible to leave. Exactly. And the thing is, I consider TikTok to be very toxic. And you know why I consider it to be toxic? Because my entire For You page is politics. It is all (laughs) politics. Because I feel like when I first joined TikTok, I wasn't seeing like politics. I was seeing a lot of like, you know, dance videos. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing Charlie D'Amelio when she had like 2 million followers, right? I don't see her or any of those content creators anymore because all i see is politics because i feel like right when i saw my first political tiktok i probably engaged with it more i probably watched the whole thing then just swipe and then it probably learned immediately locked on it was like okay 100 yeah and then it it showed me more political content and then i couldn't i engaged with it more and it was just like a snowball Mm -hmm. effect so my whole for you page and my algorithm is just politics (laughs) it's not an accurate description of tiktok but that's my whole like algorithm all i see is politics yeah it's weird like um i was t- i don't remember who i was talking to but they were like telling me like you know they had tiktok for a while and like they stopped liking it because or at least they say they stopped liking it because it was all dance videos i was like yeah so that so you're you're engaging with dance videos so it's dance giving videos, you dance yeah. videos yeah <laughs> like you don't want to admit that you like dance videos I but have, that's what you're engaging with and that's sec- what you're getting 100 yeah. and i have a second account for tiktok just because i was like 
if I want to watch actual TikTok videos that aren't politics, it's like mm. I had to make a new account, and I <laughs> I promise myself there's like no engagement on politics on this account. It's like yeah, and now it's like that one is like a completely normal like algorithm for mm. me. But like the way TikTok just like I'm actually concerned because I don't know if you've probably heard, but like with the whole Facebook data thing, right? Yeah. Face like they just quick summary. They basically um we're allowing a company called Cambridge Analytica to take data from Facebook users, right? And then use it for political advertising, which is like kind of fucked up, right? Because mm-hmm. users didn't know about this. Yeah. TikTok is in China. Like they don't have anything to follow by the United States, right? Because like Facebook got caught. Like, okay, China does something. But like what, what is the United States going to do, right? Like I'm very concerned actually because the way they build this algorithm, they have to have a lot of data about us, right? Yeah. And I'm concerned because I feel like TikTok is so addicting. Like I'm still addicted to TikTok, right? I'm not like someone, you know, who like thinks they're too cool, you know, deleting the app. Like I'm still on the app and it's like, so it's like one of those social media platforms that has so many active users. Like it's not even about total users. It's about active users. And it's Mm -hmm. active users are like, the numbers are crazy. It's literally crazy. And it's like, I feel like it's dangerous because it's like, I feel they're doing something. There's no way they develop an algorithm that is so good that tailors it so perfectly yeah and i mean even if it is good intentions now right it's like the number like the number of like super young kids that are on this app oh yeah like it's, yeah it's the matter of a it's, flip of a switch and they can immediately just like like leak 100%. propaganda into people's Dude, feeds the amount of things that tiktok has done in terms of like the younger generation like it is it's literally solved first of all it's 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 helped solve crime like there's little mm-hmm. people that have like used TikTok to solve yeah. crimes. I know that sounds insane, but like that is a yeah. thing. Um, there are people who like use it for bad intentions in terms of like, uh, like brainwashing like mm-hmm. our younger generation. To be honest, yeah. with like fake news and like just fake stuff. Like, hey, did you know this about that? Like, there's like so much information on TikTok, mm-hmm. and it's like it's so bad because like I I, I stick by this where it's like. If the product you are using is free, you are the product yeah. that they are selling. Because what yeah. TikTok and all these other social media companies are doing is like, use this product for us, collect your data, and then sell that to another company. Mm-hmm. So we are the product. And the thing is, like, yeah. they have developed something that is like so addicting where it's like, you can't just say, okay, one day I'm going to stop using TikTok. Like, yeah. I've tried, like, I even did that with Twitter. It's like, I just can't do that. Like, it's just so addicting. And I don't know, yeah. like, it's just it is what it is and like yeah. i know what's happening like i'm not like stupid like i know they're collecting my data but it just i can't stop yeah. i just i literally can't yeah. stop it's it's interesting it's an interesting point right like there's a lot of like good stuff and bad stuff like um i had uh aiden on uh I think yeah. two episodes ago and she talked about like she uh kind of got the realization that she has autism through tiktok yeah. because there were like you know people sharing their experiences with autism yeah and like you know like how like you know there's like there's the type of autism that there's like the stereotypical autism that you see right and then there's there's like more like minor versions of subtle yeah there's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's more subtle versions of autism so like that's where she found out that okay yeah like maybe i have autism and like you know yeah like without tiktok maybe like maybe she wouldn't have and i've seen that with mental health in general right mental health yeah there's been a big push like um people sharing real stories of 
yeah you know depression or like you know going through domestic violence sexual abuse yeah. that kind of stuff too yeah. right like yeah. people sharing that and it's it's a, it's a good resource it shows people yeah. that you know oh i'm not alone and yeah. maybe helps them reach out to other people. one thing that reminds me now is that tiktok has become so integral in so many people's lives like people will scroll through it like all yeah. night right and, and like i think it's also become a place where it's like people have become so judgmental like i can see a tiktok sometimes and then i go through the comments right and i just sometimes feel so bad for the creator regardless of if they're famous or not and it's just like oh my god like they're getting yeah. judged so so hard like mm-hmm. you could do something maybe dumb in a TikTok and you get judged so hard in the comments. Like the comments yeah. on TikTok are ruthless, literally ruthless. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So next, so that's your list of topics from your own perspective, yeah. not from the external perspective. Yeah. First one, brown culture. Talk about that. Oh yeah, this is a this is a big one, bro. His brown culture, bro, in like high school before college. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of us like connected with it. We kind of maybe felt ashamed. We thought it was cringe, right? But one thing that I found really interesting is that right when we get to college, we engage with brown culture. I know like so many people in my life that like literally are like, oh my God, I love to be Indian. Now that they're in college, right? They go to so yeah. many Indian events, they go to so many clubs and it's like, wow. And like, it's like, I want to know like why, like, have you noticed that where it's like people like in high like, school, there was, and, like, there's the, um, I know a lot of our friends that joined, like, like at least like from what I'd seen in high school, they didn't really have any interest in like brown yeah. culture, like you said, and yeah. they joined like the Bollywood like dance teams and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm like, that would have never happened in high school, and I feel like a lot of kids now like think that oh, if you embrace your like culture, you're gonna be like, it's gonna be weird, right? And like mm-hmm. when like other people or like other white people see it, right? And for some reason in college, it's like, it switches. And I see so many people even here, like just switch up. They're like, oh, I'm so Indian now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm embracing who I am. And I'm like, I'm kind of curious to know like why that is. Because I see so many people do it. Yeah, I've noticed it too. I've I've two theories, right? And, I, and I'm sure it's a mix of both depending on who you're talking yeah. about. But I think there is one side where when you go to college, you have this ability to kind of reset who you are right like if you if you if you kind of made this like persona of yourself in high school it's really hard to get away from that in high school yeah right so people try to go back to being their most original selves so like um i'd say someone like sinket right yeah he's naturally he's naturally very indian i would say yeah yeah that's not a bad thing yeah Yeah, it's it's not a bad bad thing. thing but i feel like in high school he didn't really display like i i used to see it because i'm like you know i used to hang out with him a bunch but yeah i feel like he didn't display it quite as much yeah but since high school i've seen he's been able to embrace that side of him and display that side of him more you know he talks a lot more about sai baba and like you know his uh religious beliefs um yeah and so there's there's that there's that side of like you know purity where like you kind of become more yourself yeah yeah i don't want to but i know there's people that have the intention of gaining clout because the idea 100 percent, yeah because they one one, they see someone else you know join the dance team or whatever and they're like those guys are cool yeah indian so you're saying if i can be indian i can be cool okay yeah let's get some clout so then they act indian no yeah so like 
Yeah, that's actually a perfect example because like the Georgia Tech Indian dance team is like one of the best in the country, right? Mm. And I see so many people try to join it because it's like literally like a popularity contest within the yeah. brown community where it's like if you get on that team, you have so much clout. It's like yeah. so many people want to be your friend, right? And they kind of use it as like a tool to like further their you know self interest. And I hope mm. that is not the reason for most people, but like yeah. I definitely have seen that. I think there's there's always going to be people with good and bad intentions. Yeah, it's just one hundred percent. Yeah. Um. Next one, uh, academics. I think so. We've, yeah, we've covered this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, college experience. Have we talked a little bit about this? Yeah. 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 Um, is there anything you wanted to add about it? Not really, because I feel like my college experience has been there's just this huge hole because of COVID. Because I was home, yeah. right? So like, I haven't really done anything, mm-hmm. right? Like. And I'm already a junior and I'm technically graduating early. So like my college experience has been like, just kind of been like in and out really. I haven't yeah. had that like thing where you go to class every day. How How is your college, like I guess social life now that you're back? Now, uh, I hate to admit this, but <laughs> it's pretty bad. And that's only, that, it's my fault because mm-hmm. I've just been focused on getting internships. So all yeah. I did from, august to now was mm-hmm. recruit apply to jobs interview yeah but now that i'm free i'm trying to take a semester off next semester while i maybe do an internship come back home in seattle and just be have a just kind so of like I have a semester work, off yeah. yeah but my social life here is like it's never really existed mm-hmm. just because like even in freshman year i didn't really do anything sophomore year i was basically online so that doesn't really count yeah. i don't think anyone had like a social life on campus last year and then like this year like because i don't really know anyone like the time for making new friends in my opinion yeah has gone it's tough. Tough, yeah 100 percent. but i think i think it's good because i think it's very different from the last time right it's, yeah because it's you're not just kind of i guess for lack of a better term just becoming like a hermit right just like going yeah secluding yourself yeah. like you're going you're getting out there and doing stuff yeah. It's just, 100%. you know, you're just busy, which I think is fair. Yeah. Um, traveling. I want to travel. I traveled mm-hmm. a lot when I was in high school throughout the United States. I also went to Spain mm-hmm. um, with my school. I realized that I need to leave my environment sometimes. That's why, like, after COVID, right when I got the opportunity to come here, I took it. Like, I yeah. moved in. To my apartment on january 2nd 2021 wow. right after new new, year, new year's because i was like that's like the earliest i can move in i'm taking mm-hmm. that opportunity i need to go i need to change my environment traveling is like a way for you to change your environment very quickly and i feel like i haven't traveled enough people yeah. do it to like you know get a new world experience i like changing my environment i feel like seeing new people seeing di- how different environments work is so important because it makes you think about problems. It makes you think about the world in a completely different way. So traveling is a must and I need to do that. I need to do that more. Yeah. I had, I had that, I had that little, like one of those realizations of how the world works kind of like, you know, comparing, um, when I went to Boston Yeah. and I realized what a city can look like when it's cleaned properly yeah. and run properly yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah. coming from seattle where everything's a yeah, mess right like yeah like, yeah dude it was so refreshing man like you walk down the street 
and you can yeah. walk on sidewalks like yeah i i you can't go a hundred meters in seattle without seattle, having to yeah. walk on the road to get around like yeah, tents and yeah stuff. It's, it's yeah it like and like i always i always knew it was an issue right in seattle but until yeah. you experience something else you don't realize how different things are yeah and it also like just socially right um i talk about this i've talked about this i think i talked about this on the last episode as well um washington level everyone's level of social like being able to socialize like their everyone's extrovertedness is just scaled down so much like mm-hmm. like someone who's a social 10 in like seattle is it like is is a social five in Boston, yeah. right? Like yeah, like you like because people in Seattle, it's just there's such a big difference. I don't like it's there just, is there it's is an energy Even in like, Seattle that's in in Georgia. It's completely different. Like the way people are here, I feel like I prefer how people treat others and like that mm-hmm. general attitude of the population here than I do in Seattle. I don't know what it is about Seattle, but like I took completely agree. Like you're gonna meet so many different people in different areas and that's why i feel like traveling is like important for everyone to at least experience it absolutely um all right last one on your list for topics is politics we talked about that yeah yeah yeah. um okay so now why why do you think that brown culture isn't on your own list on my own list uh just because I okay. I watch Bollywood movies. I mm. I'm not. I eat Indian food. I eat a lot of Indian food. Um, I just I don't go to these social events just because mm. I don't like going to these college social yeah. events. I just also very much despise the brown community, like our generation, right? Mm. Like Gen Z brown community in college, just because they're so fake and peer pressured into a point where it's like they will literally mm. do anything just to fit in right yeah and it's so disappointing because it's like they're trying to act in like a different culture that they're not and Mm. it's just so bad and it's it's honestly disappointing how like some people are like like the toxicity in like a brown friend group for them and i think ben has experienced this it's bad it it is really bad it is bad and And i don't know what it is yeah it's any brown friend group i have it just there's so much drama and i used to think it was so normal yeah and then like when i started having white friends i realized how toxic and so how drama Indian friend groups are um yep it was really funny actually recently i had a co-worker because i was trying because i i went started growing my hair out again because i was bald for the past like year and a half right yeah so um it was getting time like for me to get a haircut and my friend recommended i get the indian fuckboy haircut uh-huh. it's just like like people yeah. just know what it is now like it's yeah, just, yeah. you know like it's the it's the long perm uh-huh. and then yeah, just like, the perm, yeah yeah and the fade on the side like yeah i, I thought that was the, the most hilarious thing because it is true like yeah so many like you like you luckily find like a brown like friend group walking around yeah in the city or something and they just have the all have identical haircuts right yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's and i just found yeah. that hilarious when he said that to me yeah but, um, yeah. yeah um all right yeah. hopefully so, it gets better but yeah yeah i, I do hope so i uh, think yeah. again this is hopeful but like i think people will grow out of it yeah right like i think as you get older you've 
I think yeah. the older you get, the more you realize how just no one gives a shit about anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> every, like, I think, like, I've, I feel like I've grown out of it a lot, but yeah, just, like, clout doesn't matter, dude. Like, it doesn't. Every, like, everyone's looking to get something from someone else, but yeah, everyone just cares about themselves. 100%. Everyone, everyone's taking care of themselves and as long as you take care of yourself like you'll be happy that's it yep just... yep facts completely agree uh, there all right uh so now let's move into the qualities yeah uh from your own perspective first motivated to accomplish anything i want yeah i i find myself as someone who like if i want something i will get it i will mm. find any means through any means possible and i don't think i've ever failed at that yeah. i remember for example when i started this is like one of a few examples but with like fbla i remember like seeing so many older kids at the time when i was like a, a freshman in high school yeah. compete win these great awards i was like i want that i'm gonna mm-hmm. do anything in my way to do that did i do it in the most efficient way absolutely not did i do it 100 percent. yeah when it came to for example studying for sats i started at 1070 out of 1600 mm-hmm. that is like so low and i was like i want about 1450 every single day in junior and senior year i'd spend like two hours on sat prep yeah got it to like a 1470 that's 400 points and was it did i again did i do it in the most efficient way absolutely not did i do it 100 computer yeah. science same thing i started with zero while every mm-hmm. single person at georgia tech who was a computer science major applied to georgia tech for cs yeah. had a lot of experience we're really good at math science all the mm-hmm. stuff engineering all you, what you'd really needed right i was a business major so i started here everyone else here yeah. i'm basically the same level now i mm-hmm. maybe didn't again do it in the most efficient way but i did it yeah because i know what i can do and like anything that i want to accomplish so anything i put my mind to mm-hmm. i will become obsessed with it i make it an obsession and after that it just happens it just yeah. happens over time mm-hmm. so something yeah so something this kind of remind me i want to talk to you about yeah um if you're comfortable with talking about it yeah. right yeah so i know you were you started boxing yeah a couple years ago um yeah and like you know just like started working out right yeah so i was i wondering like about your weight like yeah. how do you feel in terms of your motivation to like do so you have is, the motivation to lose weight or yeah. like are you happy because because like so my, my opinion thing. is yeah, yeah go for it you are completely right and like i've tried applying that framework mm-hmm. to you know working out consistently and being healthy right and what i've noticed so far is that i know that if i were to for example put my mind 100 percent on that goal yeah. and forget about everything else it would work out exactly like everything else that i've accomplished right mm-hmm. now here's the problem with me on why that hasn't happened, right? And why I think this may be the reason. Yeah. Is because every time I do it, right, I prioritize, I, I just mentally don't prioritize it as my obsession. So for example, yeah. this year, right, before I got my head surgery, I was working out every single day. I was eating very clean, right? Mm-hmm. But right when I decided to get my surgery scheduled, right, a lot coupled with recruiting season, right, yeah. mentally, I was like, I was spending, for example, like five hours in the library 
come home at like 1 a.m didn't eat dinner right i didn't focus on that and i'd be like okay i'm super hungry now i have to order like takeout right yeah and then like that when that all started happening i just stopped mm-hmm. and this has happened hundreds and hundreds of times this is exactly why i kind of stopped boxing because it's like i would prioritize school you know internships right mm-hmm. but now that i'm done right like now that I, i'm right now still in recovery right yeah. I didn't thankfully, right? I haven't gained any like extra weight this semester. Yeah. I'm I've I've been the same weight basically since I since like February of 20 like February of this year. Mm-hmm. So I've like maintained, right? Like I maybe gone a yeah. little bit up but then I've gone down, right? Yeah, but you've been constantly yeah. that one. Yeah. But that's not good. I'm not at a good spot right now, right? Yeah. Even though I've I've held like a pretty flat line this year. Mm-hmm. And this is probably the first year where I've not like gained weight. In yeah. like the past like three years mm-hmm. one thing that i realized now that i have to do because now i feel like i've done all the internship and interviews right i'm mm-hmm. done with that i'm taking a semester off right so that's like yeah. a good four months right mm-hmm. this is really my last chance to really see if i can if i really want this right yeah and like i've i have a plan ready right so like mm-hmm. after my recovery which is done in like two weeks right it's going to be that obsession that i had for sat for fbla for internships for college Mm -hmm. it's going to be exactly like that because i have no choice like i know like your health is your number one thing right yeah it is your like you can be so successful but if you don't have your health Mm -hmm. there's no point because you're just like eventually you will die right yeah so it's so important to have that as your number one and for me I'm so frustrated with myself because I should have done that before I did anything with interviews, recruiting, you know, FBLA, any of that. I should have done that first. Right. Mm -hmm. But I obviously can't change that because that's the past. Right. You got, I, I can't just dwell on the past. Right. So now it's like, it's really like a now or never really. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I don't do this now, I know I will never do it in the future. So like, it's like now is like the moment. Mm -hmm. I think that's great, man. Like, I'm I, I'm really glad that you're first of all just like able to talk about it, right? I think Dude, yeah, accept, we'll yeah. accept where you're at. Where right? yeah, exactly. Because the thing is, I'm reminded of it every single day. Like every yeah. day I wake up, right? It's not yeah. something like at first I wouldn't even think about it because I was so busy or I just didn't want to think about it, right? Yeah. But the first step in this whole journey is like you have to accept where you are, right? Mm. And you can't I know because I'm a very goal oriented person. You can't think of it as like what the final end is. You got to do it on a day to day basis. Meaning like, yeah. what are your goals for today? Like, what do you want to accomplish today? Mm-hmm. And then build on that every single day, yeah. which then becomes a month, which becomes a year then. And I realized like, that is what I have to do. And like, what I guess I, I have already started. Like mm-hmm. I know like, cause I, so I finished recruiting like, two and a half or one and a half weeks ago right so pretty recently and like thankfully because i haven't gained any weight this year right like i've basically been the same i know how much i have to lose and what i have to do right yeah and that may or may not be through boxing but i know like exactly what my plan is like i've already planned for it and i have i guess i want to say like i haven't really got into it just because of like my recovery right now Mm -hmm. but like I've just been waiting because like now it's like I have nothing else to focus on. Like yeah. school's almost done. Like it's not even that much of a pressure anymore. 
I just know what I have to do. And like, yeah. and that's why like sometimes like I hate describing my plan because obviously actions are speak way louder than words. Absolutely. Which is why like I have so much time and I know I can accomplish it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, man. But I think it's, it's great that you're saying it, right? Especially here. Like yeah. you're like just, just by saying the plan, right? It's uh, yeah. manifesting it, right? And yeah. it just, I think, especially with this kind of stuff, I do the same thing. Like I always, I have a, I have a really bad habit of like, I'll take a day off from the gym yeah. and then I take a month off because of that. Dude, day, yeah. Right? I, and it's one I, thing that I also realized that like, I have to work in extremes in terms of like, there's no cheat meals allowed. Cause I, I had yeah. the same problem of you where it's like, if I took a cheat meal, it would turn into a cheat day, which would then turn into like a cheat month, yeah. which is like, I can't do that. Cause I mm-hmm. know that like, I'm not disciplined enough to yeah. treat myself like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like whenever, whenever I do something, right? Like whenever I'm like, okay, I want to lose weight or I want to get to this bench or I want to, I want to be working out this many days. I always like, cause like right now I live at home. So I always tell like my mom and my dad, I'm like, yo, I'll be going to the gym four days a week. Yeah. I need you to hold me accountable. Yeah. Right. Like no matter what, like, so at least for me, right. My, I very much work off of, uh, what's the term? Like negative reinforcement. Yeah. Where like, I want, like, I, I always, you know, just like shit on myself basically if I'm yeah, doing yeah. some, if, if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. That, that's what's always worked for me. So like, so like I, I, I really push that when I'm, you know, setting goals for myself. Yeah. I, so like, you know, it's. I think having people with you when you're doing yeah. like setting any type of goal is so important. Yeah. And, and dude, health is, health is something that like, it's, it's so important, but it's also like, I know like it's so difficult because yeah. it is, it's it, like, it's not like internships yeah. where there's yeah. no deadline, right? There's no yeah. like after April, I'm done. It's yeah. you get like, when you get to like your goal, goal. weight or goal, you have to whatever, keep it up. Like you, you can't just like it. go back yeah. up to your old habits. Yeah. Right. So it's more of like a life, style change which is is why it's so much harder Mm -hmm. and like one thing like i'll for example add right so basically in 2020 so from from march of when i came back from school like when we all came back all the way to like august you're not gonna believe this but i gained like 40 pounds right yeah and then uh i had to check up like a physical like everyone else like and my doctor's like this is like you're going towards dangerous trends like you Mm -hmm. need to like wake up right so then from august of 2020 all the way to january right i lost that 40 pounds right so i was back to where i was yeah before covid right so i don't so and now i've been at that weight for a whole year like it's been so frustrating for me Mm because i would go like i would maybe lose like another 15 pounds right and then i'm doing good and then school would come back up so then i would go back to where i was but like thankfully at least i know that i've i've had a very small success during like after during covid where it's like i gained a lot of weight that was unnecessary, obviously. I think a lot of people gain weight, but not as yeah. much as I think I did. But then I lost all of that COVID weight, right? And like, you can ask my brother, you can ask anyone. Like, I was so strict with myself, right? Because there was like nothing to do, right? I didn't have school. Yeah. I didn't have internships, right? I literally only focused on that, right? And I lost that much weight. That's and then awesome. I've stayed that same weight since January. And like, it's been so frustrating because it's like, it's like this block that I've always had where it's like, I'll go down for a little bit get a little bit excited, kind of like not be disciplined, go back to where I was. Mm-hmm. It's been so frustrating. But like yeah, now that I, I like, now that I think about that success, even like while talking about it, it's like, 
that is what's going to motivate me now to even lose more. Dude, it's I'm so glad you said that. Like that the thing about celebrating, right? Yeah. Because that that's it, it's not it's not the cheat days. Yeah. Like it's it's the cheat days, but it's also like the celebrating. Like, yeah. J- I mean, just a couple weeks ago, dude. Like I I saw myself in the mirror, and yeah. I was like, "Ooh, I look good today." Right? Like yeah. the gym's paying off, and I was like, "Yeah." As soon as that happens, my mindset just is like, "Okay, yeah. well, you're good now. I don't need to work out." And I haven't been to yeah. the gym in like the past like week and a half because of it, right? Yeah. Because because I I celebrated too much. Like I there's like, and this is something I'm still working on is finding a way to maintain that mindset of I'm not finished. Yeah. Because exactly, it's so easy for you to like reach a goal and be like, "Okay, I'm done," right? Because that's yeah. how everything else. That's how so many yeah. things in life are. Is or, yeah. You get it and you're done. done. But it's not like. It's you're so never hard done to with yeah. It's hard to maintain that mindset of that, okay, yeah. you made it, but you're never done. Like you made but, it, yeah. and now you do this for the rest of your life. That's yeah, it. yeah. It's such a exactly. tough like mind. It's a tough shift to have. Exactly, which is why what I, in my plan, what I have right, mm-hmm. is, I realized I was like, what do you want? I just asked this question to myself. I was like, yeah. if you want to live a happy life, which is I guess everyone everyone wants to do, right? Mm-hmm. The only way you live a happy life, right, with your when you get a family and everything, is when you have a lot of the your your like physical problems, right? Like you're healthy, right? That's yeah. like the most primitive, the most basic necessity for that goal, right? And I was like, I don't want to be like overweight for like my twenties, because your twenties are you're supposed to be young, you're supposed to be like uplifting, you're supposed to be, you know, that ideal person who yeah. you are in your twenties, right? Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, I basically just turned 20 i turned 20 in august right so i'm pretty young right and i realized like i already have the mentality where it's like i should have done this before i turned 20 Mm -hmm. right but i haven't so now i'm already on this overdue schedule right and i'm cutting into my 20s so it's like for me now it's like i need like you can't just say oh i'll start tomorrow it's like if you say that you're already overdue on what you were supposed to do right so like that with that mentality it's like that I feel, and I think it has already a little bit helped me. And like, I've, I've spoke to like Gautam about this and he's like, I would say he's helped me like, you know, really like hone down in. Cause like, I know he's like also like working out a lot. Yeah, right. He's been going and like, I feel well. like, I feel like that pressure has really helped me like, um, just be disciplined. Cause I think like, I know I can do it. It's just about staying disciplined. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so far I have been like, for example, like, although I can't work out for the next two weeks because of like my head surgery to supplement that, I was like, okay, if I can't work out, you need to stay in a calorie deficit. Right. So I don't even eat that much every day. Yeah. I eat, maybe I skip breakfast. I kind of skip lunch. I just have one dinner. Right. Yeah. And that's it. Right. So that's like, okay, I'm not working out, but I'm still on my path. Right. So it's not mm-hmm. like I'm eating junk food right now. I'm yeah. still doing something. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm I'm like honestly man, I'm so excited to see your like this Dude, journey, this next cut this my, next year. Because it's like be amazing. Because like I have my internship in New York in the yeah. summer and it's like then I want to enjoy myself, right? So that's like what? That's May is 5 months from January so 5 plus like 3. I have about 7 to 8 months, right? To mm-hmm. really hone down and that's a blessing because if I take next semester off i can just focus 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 on health yeah i'm excited to see you do it man i think i think you're gonna kill it and like you said like with every other thing that i've seen you do you know like you're gonna get that you're gonna hone in and you're gonna get it done yeah 100 percent. i know i know i can do it because i've done 
I've, I had a small accomplishment over COVID, right? Like, I, I, like 40 pounds is not like a small deal, yeah, at least to me, no, right? No, it is. It, it's, it's huge. It's huge. And even though it was like you were you were only fixing what you did, like you were your own worst enemy over COVID, mm-hmm. right? Even though it's like you had already gained an extra 40 pounds, you were just losing that, like the fact that you still did it. Yeah. So it's like, at least like, what if I did lose that? And like, I just went downhill in 2021. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been even worse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so next one, impatient. Yeah, this also kind of ties in with the whole like weight loss thing where it's like, yeah. I'm so it's a, such impatient. a slow process, right? <laughs> it's such a slow process and I love results. I love like doing things, right? But mm-hmm. some of this stuff is out of your hands because it's like, even though you can work super hard in one day, you're not going to see all those results in yeah. one day, right? So impatience is something I'm working on, mm-hmm. but it is like so hard. I, I so totally hard, get it, man. Totally get it. I my impatience right now is mainly with this podcast because I'm like I know I I know I know my podcast like I know pod, I know content in general like it, it doesn't yeah. grow overnight right yeah but like every week I look at the analytics I'm like this is gonna be the one this is a banger episode yeah, this yeah. is gonna be the one yeah, yeah yeah this is gonna and every week it's just like the same amount of views you know like and I'm yeah. just like Ugh. I just like I just wanted to start like snowballing. Yeah, and, yeah. But it's like, yeah. Thing is, like, as long as you enjoy the process, it's. You know, yeah, gotta, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Inconsistent. This also has to relate <laughs> with the previous topic, where it's like, yeah. I'll do something for a small amount of time, and then I'll get happy about what I accomplished and not yeah. see the bigger picture, and then just celebrate small victories. Mm-hmm. Which I think you shouldn't. You should celebrate small yeah, victories, absolutely. but not in a way where it's like you give up your goal mm-hmm. so that's always been a problem with me that's why i always feel like the journeys that i've done successfully when i say i've done them inefficiently is because i could have done them faster if yeah. i didn't just take breaks and just was mm-hmm. inconsistent with it 100 percent. yeah totally get that um informed of my surroundings i think this kind of i yeah so i know so i assume this ties kind of into politics in a way yeah but, but is there I more also beyond feel it like yeah, I also feel like when I get to a new environment, I'm able to see how someone acts very fast or like what their behavior is going to be. And I feel like it's kind of like a weird trait to have because it's like I can be placed in a really like awkward situation and mm-hmm. I can I just feel like I know exactly what everyone else is thinking, what everyone else is going to say and what everyone else is going to do. Yeah. And then I'll, obviously I can base my perceptions on that, like my perception of them from what I think, but yeah. it's for, for so far, I feel like it's been pretty accurate because like, I remember there's this thing in college where it's like, I was like, um, there was like this club that I was part of. Right. And I was part of this like group thing. And like we had to stay for like a whole semester together. Right. And it was like, it was such a weird environment. Cause it's like the type of people I would never like really talk to, not in like a bad way, just like I'd never really interact yeah. with these people, but I could tell their personality so well, just by seeing I guess their behaviors and their attitudes attitude towards me. So I guess like that's kind of like a trait. I feel like I embody where it's like, I'm able to adapt and analyze what everyone else thinks and does really like really nicely. Nice. That's so, um, I think like that, that to me kind of like sounds more again, like the, the business side of you like coming in. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. the ability to, yeah. you know, like understand how to not change yourself, but adapt to certain situations. Yeah 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 um okay last one on this list was loud 
I'm so loud. How many people tell me I'm so loud? And to this day, I don't understand what they mean, bro. Like, I don't, I obviously, like, I can hear myself, uh-huh. but it's like, people just tell me, they're like, you're so loud. And I'm like, I don't know what that means because. Like, do you mean loud? Like, normal. literally, like, in terms of literally, volume? Okay. Volume, literally loud. Like, I'm just a loud person. Like, when I speak, people are like, okay, can you, like, be a little quiet? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I'm just talking. Like, I my mom, does that, that. All the, my mom can... does that to me all the time. And it's so annoying because it's like, I don't know what this means, but because everyone says it, then I must be doing something. <laughs> yeah. I, no, dude, I remember it. I remember, like, just being at your house. Like, we'd just be talking. And then, you know, I, I do I do think, like, you know, I think you just, when you get excited, like, you're, yeah. like, the volume just goes up. Like, it's yeah. just natural. It's like, which is yeah. one of those things. But I think it, it, yeah, there's times when you need to be quiet. But at the same time, it's like, I think it, it shows a lot of passion in what you're saying. Right? Yeah. Which I think 100%. goes into your like ability to be a storyteller and your ability yeah. to be a, uh, good in interviews right it yeah you're able to convey emotion in what you're saying 100 really well. so, yeah um all right so that's your qualities from your own perspective uh last list qualities from the external perspective from what your friends and family yeah. think are your best qualities i guess um so first one again loud <laughs> first one yeah. on the list <laughs> that's one thing that everyone has said yeah um <laughs> Next one is uplifting. I feel like I've had this compliment given to me by a couple of friends where it's like they've had such a shitty day and it's like they, I talk to them, right? And they're like, wow, you just made me so much happier, right? Yeah. And it's like, I've had that compliment given to me like so many times where it's like, I see someone super sad and I talk to them and they're like, oh, wow, you just made me completely forget about my problems, right? So like from like an outside perspective, I like, or sorry, from an inside perspective, I don't really see my intention of doing that but i feel like it yeah. just comes off that way and I, I guess that's like a good thing right yeah and it's like that's just something that i've noticed a lot of people have said to me that's interesting like it's not like it's not like a a conscious thing that you're doing it's just like yeah exactly just, yeah it just i think maybe in like the simplicity way. of things i say just makes it that way where it's like it yeah. just makes their life i guess a little happier when they're having a mm-hmm. bad day that's dope that's dope uh reasonable I am so reasonable now. I think through politics, I, I made this goal of mine where it's like, anyway, I've talked to so many people that like believe in my opinion, the like most extreme stuff, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like I'm always able to like find common ground with them. And it's not like I just agree with what they say. It's like, I'm very, very like, I can dumb down any complex topic. Anyone has like, they believe, for example, like, if someone believes X in politics, right? And I believe Y, which is the complete opposite of X, right? Mm-hmm. I'm able to like start from like, okay, what are our common beliefs? And let's see where we diverge, right? So it's like, yeah. I want to see that. I, I look for that divergence. I'm like, okay, we agree on this, this, and this. But right here, we are completely opposite. And then I, tr- I backtrack. I'm like, okay, why do, do we diverge, right? And then mm-hmm. I see like, we don't really diverge as much as we think we do. We just have these like preconceived notions of what the other person believes. Right. And I just am able to reason with the other person, regardless of how stubborn they are. And I feel like that's a really good quality to have. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, Academic. We've talked about a bunch. Um, And the last one kind of ties into uh, informed of my surroundings, adaptable. I feel like, in terms of adapting, like if someone ha- is having a problem, right. In like mm-hmm. the environment that I'm in, 
I always have this mode, for example, that I adapt to where it's like, I listen to why they're complaining or why they're having a problem. Right. Yeah. And then we go from there. I'm able to see, like, I, I always, I feel there's a reason for everything. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't judge someone like being like, if they're doing something that it's obnoxious or that something that's like loud or like, you know, that they're having a clear problem with, I don't think they're crazy. I always think there's a reason for everything. And I feel with that, like, attitude i'm able to then change my behavior like what i'm going to do based off that fact so basically like if someone's having a problem and they come up to me right i'm able to quickly adapt like kind of just change like seems like okay like let me ask them why they have a problem like what is their problem right why yeah. is it upsetting them for mm-hmm. example right and like that's kind of what i meant by adapting where it's like i always first ask why x because mm-hmm. i always believe there's a reason for something yeah so here's the question I have for you right now, right? Because from everything I've heard from you so far, it's yeah. really interesting because you have all these traits and qualities of an extrovert, right? Someone that, like, I would say, like, on paper, you would be a very social person. Yeah, right? I agree. What do you, what do you think is, what, what's that missing piece for you in terms of being able to be more socially um successful i guess i just don't find myself compatible with the general college public for example like i on paper i completely agree with you i'm a very sociable person anyone who knows me really well knows that i'm a very social person Mm. but i don't i'm not social in the terms of like you know samyak for example he's yeah extremely on paper sociable but also acts on it right He, he he like meets new people like every day right like he can go to any party and make like 10 friends i'm not Mm -hmm. that type of guy because i just don't find those people like as the i don't find those people to be the ones where it's like i show them my true personality and like i'm just there that's where i kind of become like an introvert where it's like i'm just in that environment but i'm not really doing anything because i just don't find myself to be like motivated to be sociable in that Mm -hmm. context and i feel like with college, like I'm kind of just like putting my head down for my undergraduate, you know, going through my classes and getting out. And then I feel like I'm going to be really sociable. Like when I know, like so many people say this, but when you get a job, like it's the most alone thing, like, you know, you're going to make friends that has to be in college, but I kind of disagree. I feel like people that I meet through work, right. I'm sociable with those type of people. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So like, that's, I guess the, the missing piece would be like, it's just the people that are around me right now aren't just maybe not it. I think this is where we have some common ground, right? Is I'm, I, I'm, I am an introvert on paper and yeah. in real life. <laughs> but yeah. like for me, it's, it's like I, it's like especially more recently, I've seen that yeah. I'm able to be slightly more social, able to like you know yeah. make friends a little easier. Yeah. But I think that has come from being out of college. Like yeah. some of the people that I talk to most is the people at work, right? Yeah. people i get along with like some of the best right and yeah just i people always tell me like age-wise i'm in like i'm like in my 30s like mentally yeah. mentally i'm in my 30s yeah. like like i just yeah i feel like i get along better with people that are older than me right and like you know like like you said like i think gautam samyak they have this ability to they can be friends with just about anyone right yeah I think I think us two have the thing where like we need someone that matches our personality. Exactly. 
exactly or a dynamic that like matches our personality which is why like people like nor which who's like one of my like best friends right Mm -hmm. i am so sociable when it comes to like being with him and like he'll tell he'll tell you or anyone that like yeah like i'm a very loud person who's also very like talks a lot right yeah but no one for example at georgia tech here right no one really knows who i am and that's because like i don't i'm not sociable with them i'm just that kid in class like the same class as them like i i like i don't think a lot of people know who i am here Uh, that's not like a bad thing in my opinion Mm -hmm. but like it's just i just choose not to be that type of person here yeah sweet um so yeah dude that's that's the end of the list so first of all i want to know how was it making the list it was great it was great i was able to actually like i spent like I think probably like 45 minutes last night wow when i before i sent it to you i was like okay i want this to be a genuine list i realized i was like i can bs this in five minutes but i was like mm. if i want to make this podcast actually engaging i want to talk about things that like that have been on my mind recently that yeah. i feel like i thought about a lot by myself and you know see what other people think so that's probably how like the perspective i took when creating that mm. list nice um and in terms of differences between your own perspective and the exterior perspective yeah what's what's one topic or quality from either side that you want to bridge the gap whether it be from something you show externally that you want to be more part of you or something that's internal that you want to show more i want to i want to be more uplifting for myself okay i know i mentioned like i'm able to like uplift a lot of people's moods when they're having a bad day Mm-hmm. But I feel like I haven't really done that with myself when I'm feeling like really bad, yeah. right? So I want to be doing, be able to do that myself for me as well. That's a good one. That's a good one. I feel like that's a lot of people that I've come across that yeah. that spread this like good energy yeah. Yeah. are some of the ones that struggle the most with that, like, yeah, you know, uplifting themselves. Yeah, and it's 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 so bizarre, and I wish I had had an answer. Yeah, right. And I'm sure if I did some research with psychology, like I could find it. But like, it's such a weird idea that some of the most uplifting people are like also the ones that struggle so much, like internally, right? One hundred percent. Yeah. I think I think that's a great goal. Like I think. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. All right, so we're getting near the end of the podcast. So one of the last things I had like to have people do is, it's not so kind of giving a piece of advice, but I like to call it information, right? Because when you advice has this connotation of this is how i did it this is how you should do it yeah versus information is like this is how i did it and then it's like there's, it's like a bubble yeah. right it's in space this is how i did it and then people can take that piece of information yeah however they want like they can take certain parts of it yeah. or take certain parts of another yeah one. so for the so, people listening yeah give them a piece of information so one piece of advice slash information i think you should take from this conversation right is that whatever you have on your mind, right? There's a lot of things that people think about that they don't really say to others or even act on, right? They just mm-hmm. think about it. I think you should give whatever you're thinking a try. And I kind of embodied this when I like switched to computer science. Like I just kept thinking about like, is it going to work out even though I'm completely changing what I'm doing, right? It's going to mm-hmm. be insane, right? Yeah. When I actually do it. I just kept thinking about it, kept thinking about it, kept thinking about it. And then eventually one day I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing it. And I did it. Yeah. And when I first like started, I was like, okay, this feels really weird. Like I've never done this before in my life. 
but it actually kind of worked out on how much I thought it was going to be like when I was thinking about it. Right. It mm-hmm. kind of followed that same idea of how like I imagined and it, it ended up like that. Right. So you mm-hmm. never know, you never know like what you could do and like how it could match up with like what you may want it to be. So if you have any ideas that you aren't have not acted on and you really think it would be cool, do it, just give it a try. And even mm-hmm. though it fail, you may fail, like, at least you tried and at least like, yeah. you know, maybe you learned something new. And I think in the end of the day, it's a win-win situation because either mm-hmm. it works out exactly how you wanted it to, or you learn something new yeah. and you go on to the next thing. And yeah, that's so well said. I think like what, like what you said, right? Like if you give something a try, you, you don't, and you fail, like it hurts to fail, but that, that pain goes away. But if yep. you don't try it, that regret, never leaves 100 like you'll feel the pain of the failure but like just if you just don't know you'll always wonder like what if i tried what if i what if i had done it like yeah and that'll that'll eat you up so i think that's really well said yeah yeah um okay last thing do you have any questions for me did you gain a new perspective on who i am through this conversation absolutely dude absolutely and i think it is so cool having people like you people from like bina and stuff right yeah because like we talked about we don't we don't get serious in bina very often yeah exactly so like being able to see this side of you and you know like it makes me one like just have a better appreciation for you as a friend yeah but also like it answers questions that I've had, had for yeah. so long. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's been so eye-opening and um, yeah. inspiring as well, dude. Like, just yeah, I'm I'm so excited to see your journey, and I'm so yeah. excited to apply some of these um, pieces of information that you've given me today yeah. to my own life. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, um, no, I, I definitely had a great time. It was, it was fun. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, yeah. Real quick, do you have anything you want to plug? Instagram, social media, or anything? I'm not a social media guy. I think okay. I mentioned I'm, I'm not really social on Instagram. Okay. Um, but one thing uh, I'll plug is uh, go follow Manan Gandhi, you know, on Instagram. <laughs> he's had a, a little tough time. So, you know, these have a couple of like weeks. So go go give him a follow, you know, hit him up if you're an old friend. Hell yeah. Definitely like that. Yeah. All right. I'll make sure to tag Manan in the post. Yeah. As well, so. All right. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. um, Yash. Honestly, man, amazing having you. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Everyone at home, thank you for listening, following, subscribing, liking. Um, And yeah, make sure to go follow at Blink Perception Instagram. Go subscribe to the YouTube. Stay up to date with all the videos. And uh, I'll see you next time on Blink Perception. Bye.